0: The Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
1: Thank you for joining us on the East West Football Podcast. Alongside with me are my co hosts, Jerry and Kendall. How are you guys doing out there?
0: Doing pretty good, Fidel. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, man. Just, you know, staying safe, staying inside.
2: Likewise, you know. Can't complain. Um, of course, you know, wish I could get out a little bit more often here and there. But I did take a little walk around the neighborhood and it was good to get some fresh air. So I did I did practice social distancing. Yeah, we
1: we got a lot of rain over here in California still. So, so I mean really can't go
0: outside. <laughs> it's it's coming down it's coming down here now in North Carolina, it's coming down pretty bad.
2: Yeah. It was a hot day here in Texas, so
1: well, that's not too uh, too much out of the ordinary, right over there this time of year. No, <laughs> no it's not.
2: I think it's it's hot year round, but it's a, it's. Hey, we learn how to we've learned how to live through it. Right. Hey, you know what? I, I've been to Texas a couple
1: times, and it's it's very humid.
2: Yes, that's the perfect
1: word,
0: humid. <laughs> well, see over here on this side of the world, we don't know when, when we're gonna get. One day might snow. Next next day might be sunshine. So you never know what it's spelled this way. Oh it's, man. it's
2: it's funny because you know sometimes you'll you'll go, you'll take a shower, you walk outside and you're already drenched in sweat, you're like, Oh man <laughs> Yeah <laughs> man. Crazy
1: weather over there. All yeah. right guys, let's go and get started. So uh not much really going on around the NFL. Um, you know, as far as signings go, we had a DeAndre Washington sign to with the Chiefs. Um and that was pretty much it. And then Vikings, you know, have been rumored to signing Drake Kirkpatrick. Or at least they're thinking about it, which we t- we talked about on the last show. Just because of Mike Zimmer, he used to be the uh, defensive coach there with the Cincinnati Bengals, and you know Drake Kirkpatrick was one of his players. So uh that was one of the teams that made sense for us, or for for him to land there.
0: Yeah, you called that, Kendall. Yes, man. I figured the whole time, you know, Mike Zimmer since he was with Kirkpatrick at the Bengals or whatnot, and now he's with the Vikings. I think I mean it's just a, a match made in heaven. I mean it makes sense, and it's reported that they're kicking the tires on Kurt, Kurt Patrick or whatnot. So we you know, we're gonna see what happens there. I think um some if something happens, it might become might come after the draft if the Vikings don't solve the cornerback needs there. I think it can happen then.
1: Well, you know they they can hmm. sign him and then actually just draft one too. Yes, that yes. way they can address another need too with that second pick they have.
0: Yes, yeah, they can do this well, but you know. If I if I'm the, if I'm Minnesota, I'm waiting. I'm gonna see what what happens in the draft, and then you will see if you can bring in you know Kurt Patro on a cheap contract because you know you know you can not, you can always have a veteran corner. Dude. You never have too many corners with a, with a pass happy league we're in right now.
1: Yeah, most definitely. All right, and then the other news that came out today, I mean, uh, the Atlanta Falcons actually switching their uniforms. <clears throat> but uh, it
2: all started with the Buccaneers first.
1: Yes, it well it did. But, I mean, there was really not – there There wasn't a drastic change to the Buccaneers because we've seen that lick before, you know, prior. I think they changed uniforms back in 2010. That's when they changed the new ones. Um, but with these Falcons ones, I mean, what are you guys' thoughts? I mean, I think they're horrible.
0: Well, you know, my, my first thing came to my mind, well, you know, the Falcons, they're a team like, okay, they're, they're looking at like, okay, the Panthers, they're making moves, Saints making moves, and – the Buccaneers, they're making they they change their dress. What they a moves? So the Falcons, they're being kind of quiet. I mean, I know they we know they signed Gurley and they signed um Dante Fall or whatnot. Well, think, let,
1: let, let's not forget they haven't signed Gurley yet.
0: Well, yes, yes, he
1: still hasn't passed the
0: physical. Yes, so yes. that's pending. Yes, I agree there. But you know the Falcons, I think they're just a team. They're just trying to make some noise in some kind of way. You know, they're they're still trying to recover from the the loss they had to the Patriots years back in the Super Bowl. And I just think the Falcons, they're just trying to. You know, just trying to get their name back. And I really, I me personally, I like the jerseys. I, I kind of like this. I like the chain. You know, maybe it's a new, a new thing for the Falcons. Maybe they're about to get back to some, some of their winning and dominant ways. Because the Falcons, I mean, they can be a pretty good team when they want when they when everybody comes in and they go to work. They can be a pretty good
1: team. I, I'm sorry, they're they're horrible.
0: <laughs>
1: sorry, man, they're horrible. They look more like practice jerseys than anything.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I I. I'm not going to lie to you. I like the old school Falcons jerseys, even Mm -hmm. the the old school emblem. uh, You know, let's go back to Deion Sanders, you know, days. I think that those jerseys, even when they were all red, the red helmet, the red, I mean, I don't know why they didn't bring that retro look back though.
1: Yeah, man, I just, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, (laughs) if if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know?
0: And then, like I said, you know, the Falcons, they're not the only team that changed know. the Patriots, they're going to be doing some changes to their jersey soon. Then, you know, T- Tampa Bay, they started. And now the um now the Falcons, they, they want to do it. And it seems like the Patriots, they're, they're thinking about releasing some new jerseys as well. I read that earlier. So, you know, we'll see.
1: Yeah, man, it's just horrible. And then kind of, you know, you were talking about Todd Gurley. He, did you guys see his tweet earlier he Ye- sent out?
0: Yes, yes. I've seen it on me. <laughs> Todd Gurley just being Todd Gurley.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. So, for, for those people that haven't seen it, uh, pretty much what he said is like, hey, Rams, you guys owe me money. I I want it ASAP. And uh, Clay Matthews actually, you know, came out and said that the Rams still owe him money as well. <laughs> so, uh, oh,
0: man. Wow.
1: And I'm just going to rephrase the tweet. So he, he tweeted, at Rams NFL, past due, send me money ASAP.
0: If I'm not mistaken, I think they owe him, is it the seven and a half million or something like that? I think they owe him 10 million. I okay, could million. be wrong. Okay. I think it's 10. Okay. I must oof, well, I mean, like I said, these, in the day, this day and time that we live in now with these athletes, they go they go on straight to social media with, with any and everything that they're doing.
1: Hey, hit them where it hurts, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're just going to have to. We're gonna to have to wait and see if the Rams uh pay the money that they owe to to both Todd Gurley and Clay Matthews. Correct. That's the first time that I heard about the Clay Matthews one though right now. Yes, yeah, that was
0: my first day. it was the kind of news to me too when I seen it.
2: So picking up where we left off, obviously with the last show we, we covered some hidden gems right at the uh QB position and and the running back position. Um I know that we've we've gotten some feedback and um a lot of a lot of people have mixed reviews, right? Um, and saying that some of those players may not be uh, picked or might even be uh, unrestricted free agents. So uh, I don't know if you guys heard any feedback, but definitely today's show is going to be tailored to some more hidden gems. Um, I'll let I'll let Fidel finish that off for me.
1: Yeah. So tonight we're going to go over the tight ends and offensive linemen but i mean it, it's also very important to you know to point out too when we say that they're gems which means you know a lot of people don't know about them yet i mean it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be drafted too but for sure you know sign after the draft so we are going to you know we are going over players that we think are going to get drafted but i mean overall I just feel very confident that that they'll be a solid player in the nfl
2: and it's good it's good to bring awareness right just so you understand because we all know who the top players are at these positions you know we could we could easily tell you you know first two three rounds of players that you know that people already know their names. these are just some names just to keep an eye out for uh so you know uh you stay tuned definitely right now we're gonna get we're gonna dive in a little bit deeper and uh get get you guys some more gems
0: yes yes indeed
1: all right guys, so let's go ahead and talk about. Uh the tight ends in this year's draft. So hidden gems that some teams maybe not don't know about, and a lot of fans don't know about. Uh, Kendall, go ahead and start off with us.
0: Yes, I'm gonna go with a name that a lot of people don't know about. It um, do about out of Florida Atlanta. I'm gonna go with Harrison Bryant, the tight end. Um, mean, standing standing at six five, six five 6'5", tall. He's um, he he's he's on the plus side of two hundred forty pounds. He's a big guy. He has great hands. My comparison to him would be Jimmy Graham, formerly of the Green Bay Packers, but with, um, right now he's with the Chicago Bears. I mean, his hands is his greatest attribute. He, he has he doesn't have the biggest hands, but I mean, he can pluck the ball in the air. He's more of a, a move tight end. You know, he's moved, you can move him around the offense, put him in the slot, put him on the end. I mean, he he he's not a good blocker. He's a decent blocker, so he has some room to um to improve there. Like I said, he, he's a he's great. Like I said, he's a flex option and You could put him anywhere in your offense, man. This guy, he's a he's a monster in the open field. When he when he gets the ball, he runs. He runs like he has he has a competitive attitude with the balls in his hand. So I mean, he, he'd be I could see him I could see him easily being a day a late day two pick, maybe like maybe a late third rounder. But he might move into the third round because I mean, some I've i read some that you know some scouts they're not they're not sure about his competitive. Like he doesn't bring the attitude all the time or whatnot. But he's he's kind of inconsistent right there in the competitive nature. But I mean, I mean, I think he could be a steal for somebody. And I, I've heard that Green Bay was interested in him, and I also heard he had a meet with the New England Patriots. So it'd be very interesting to see where he lands.
2: Well, with me, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little bit further in. Um, I know that this name hasn't really been, you know, we haven't really heard it as much. Uh, his name is David Asiasi. He's out of UCLA. Yes. Uh, he's six three two fifty seven uh he ran he ran a, a four a four seven three in the 40 he's a former four star recruit he did he did transfer from michigan to ucla um this is this is what he this is what he is he's he's still like a one-year wonder almost so to say mm-hmm. i mean he did get he did get some playing time uh before the 2019 season but you know, during during this year, you know, he, he did tally up forty four catches. You know, he had, he had six hundred and forty one yards um for the season, six TDs. He averaged fourteen point six yards of catch. Uh over, overall he is a good athlete. He has he has really, really good route running uh skills. Um he has been able to show some power, you know, at the point of attack, especially with his blocking. It, he could still use some refinement in his blocking but overall he displays the you know a top level ability to be a, a tight end he's going he's going to be a real draft day steal it's he's like a hidden gem i mean nobody's even talking about him but when you see it i mean he threatens defenses you know through the seam you know he has great ability to catch and he has a very very powerful punch when it comes to blocking um so i think that this one could, he could actually eventually turn into uh, a potential starter in the league. Yes. You know, if you need a, a a player comp, I would say, you know, somewhere around like like an Austin Hooper. You know, uh, one that one one that's used, you know, to block and also to catch. You know, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to find, you know, you know a a real good player comp for him because you know he is very athletic. But overall, I think that uh he's gonna surprise some names. I did have a a, a notable uh other tight end that I did I did want to talk about. And that's Jared Pinky out of Vanderbilt. Um he's 6'4, 257 pounds. His projection right now is six in the sixth round. Uh now this 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 tight end, he's gonna be more of a traditional tight end. You know, he has above average blocking. He has reliable hands. The only thing that he really does lack is that speed, you know, to to burn, you know, after the catch. So if anything, these are some names to, to keep an eye out. Both of them have projections in the fifth round. But out of the out of the two that I mentioned, I think Asi Asi has the potential to, you know, move up and maybe even be, you know, in in the talks of a of being a potential third round draft pick this year. Great. Yeah, I'll,
1: so I'm going to have to go with uh, Adam Trotman. He is a tight end out of Daytona. So he he checks in at 6'5", 255 pounds, so he's a big tight end. Um, He finished his career with two, uh, over 2,000 yards receiving and 31 touchdowns. So his best season actually came last year. Uh, he led the Flyers in receiving yards during his sophomore, junior, and senior seasons. So as far as the player comp, uh i would have to say george kittle he he's not a great as blocker as george kittle yet uh but he's he's a big he's a you know special specimen uh he can go out there and he can catch the ball and you know he can learn how to block a little bit better but i feel like he hasn't been talked about at all
0: yes yeah. oh yes Trump, man, he's 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 a big guy he lit it up at the Senior Bowl, man. He 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 would. They said they couldn't even guard him out right there. He played he played had a pretty good Senior Bowl, and um the cars that he went to, you know, they didn't get a lot of publicity there. So I think that's another reason why um Trot was going up on the radar.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna mention his, how has he got noticed during the Senior Bowl, but yeah, overall he's he he fits the bill. Of a of a potential great ath uh, great athletic
0: tight end. Yes, I think I think he's gonna be. I think he they could be a potential day one start on some teams. Another guy I want to talk about be is is Hunter Bryant. I'm staying with the Bryants here. There's no relation to Harrison Bryant, but Hunter Bryant <laughs> is from a Washington or whatnot. I mean, he's not. He when you look at him, he doesn't really look like a tight end. He's kind of undersized. He's not the tallest, but I mean, he got some. He he his route tree is really good. You know, he's a, he has great. He can move. He can. Run the ball after the catch, and he has great agility or whatnot. So he runs some real crisp routes or whatnot. And his player comp to me would be um the tight end from the, from New York Giants, Evan Ingram. He's probably not not as twitchy and fast as Ingram, but he I mean he, he's real close up there to him. I mean if you, if you get a chance, go go put in the film on Hunter Brown because he, he's really he's gonna blow you away when you look at the film.
2: I I will say this about him. I did study his film. Um, at a lot of times, it looked like he was just running straight into mm-hmm. like the the defenders. It, uh, I mean, it's just about you see when when you have your tight end, you want him to find that soft spot yeah. in the zone in the zone. And a lot of times, it looked like he was running straight at the defender, and and not getting much separation. Uh, and then when he would try to block, man, I was seeing him get blown up. Yes, yeah. trying to block. Yeah, he's
0: he, so, he's not the best blocker, and they say he had a few um a few focus drops at times. But I mean, they say once. I, what I've seen, when he when his head is on right, he 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 could be a, a pretty good player.
2: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. I, I do think that, like what you said, he's gonna be more of a like what you said. That, that was a great comparison, you know, more of a, a receiving threat mm-hmm. that can stretch stretch the scene for you.
0: Yeah, great.
1: Yeah, no, the, these are all really good picks, you know, as far as players and how we feel about them being talented but not really being mentioned enough. For like the common audience to actually know, you know who they are, because you know sometimes, uh, you know, I feel like people they watch the draft, but they don't know who actually that player is. Mm-hmm. So when they when they don't hear that name that they don't recognize, they kind of turn it off.
2: Yeah, because right now I think Cole Commit out of Notre Dame is is the top tight end in in this draft class. You also have uh, Tadeus Moss, but yes, I mean I, I do I do think he's gonna be a third round draft pick but the day is moss obviously his father was rent is randy moss so yes. uh those are those are just some some top names there uh that that you know those are going to be the top tier uh tight ends that people are more familiar with
0: i think the injury to, um to Thaddeus moss it hurt it hurt the stock it's going to hurt the stock a little bit cuz he might he was going to be maybe uh i can see probably a mid second round pick but now he's going he's going to probably go later on in the third now
2: i think a good – Player comp for him would be a Jordan Reed, but mm-hmm. hopefully he can stay healthy. Though that that's the yeah. Yeah. Jordan for him, hopefully. Yeah, Jordan Reed. He's from from uh, was from Washington, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he
1: had all the talent in the world. It just he was he got hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of head injuries.
2: Yep. So let's
1: talk about. Off- the linemen that are hidden gems in this year's draft class. Kendall, you want to start us off?
0: Yes, I um, appreciate it. I'm gonna go with Nick Harris out of Washington, the center. He's, he's coming in at six one. He, he's pretty tall, six one. Not the tallest for a center, but you know he's six one. Um, he's coming in at 302 pounds or whatnot. And his arms are 32, with the one eight inches or whatnot. Man, um, Nick Harris, he's pretty good. Out, you put on his tape. I mean, he was just, he just be plowing guys over. Play on defensive tackle the defensive lineman over, and he did a pretty good job there. He, a few years there at Washington, he's very he's kind of inconsistent. in His play, case. he played down to his competition a lot. Like when you know Washington, when they're playing tougher teams, he kind of played up. But when when he he doesn't bring it every week when they're playing lesser teams, he does he doesn't seem to bring it. That's one thing I noticed. Um, he 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 pre, did pretty good at his combine. He ran. Football offensive mm-hmm. lineman anyway is pretty good. He ran a five one at, at the combine or whatnot. He bent, pet, he press twenty reps. His vertical jump was twenty twenty nine point five, twenty nine and a half. And, you know he brought jump one hundred and three. So I mean he he, did, he didn't run a three cone drill. He did he did do twenty yard shirt or whatnot. But he's pretty he's pretty good. There. I mean he's a pretty good athlete there. Like I said he just he doesn't bring it every week. And it's one thing that scouts notice about him. And there's another thing that I notice. His um NFL comparison would be Joey Hunt to me. So, I mean he, I mean he works hard sometimes he say, they say he's a great practice player but he just doesn't bring it in the games every week. So that's one that's one the that knocks on him. I mean he plays with tremendous grit and you know he's very determined. So I mean this he he's, I think he'd be a pretty good player. I could definitely see him um getting drafted maybe late like in the like a late 4th or early 5th. He's not a day he's, he would not be a day one starter, but I can I can definitely see him being like a bridge player just coming in a couple of years down the line like in the backup center row.
2: Uh, with me I will go with Lucas uh Niang Niang. I'm sorry about that. He's at a TCU. He he's uh, 6'6", six six, three hundred and fifteen pounds. That's I mean, that's prototypical for an offensive tackle. Right now he's considered a, a third round draft pick or prospect, right? Uh he had twenty eight career stats. It's it's very interesting when you look at, at those uh starts, I'm saying. It's very interesting when you look at the starts. Um, it's reported that he didn't allow a sack in his career. Um, it, it, when you look at that, I had to like really do some research. At first, I, I looked at it. They said it was that he allowed one sack and he only had like three holding penalties. When you look at when you look at that, it's just like I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, so when I when you look at when you look at this prospect here. The, the one thing that, that really kicks out to me is he uses, you know, really great anchor and, you know, he is able to get in front of those pass rushers. I know that his season was cut short due to a torn hip labrum. And uh, despite having that labrum, Chase Young said that that was his toughest offensive tackle opponent that he's faced in his college career. So for Chase Young, you know, pretty much the number one prospect on a lot of people's draft boards to say that about, you know, this offensive tackle, that says a lot. Um, he has all the tools to be your, you know, a, st- a solid starting, you know, right tackle overall, just what I see is a tough competitor. I mean, he played through that injury all of 2019. Apparently he had that injury in, in the 28 and 2018 he didn't want to go through the whole process of of surgery. So he played and he played until basically the wheels fell off. So overall he does need a little bit of refinement in his footwork, but overall you got to love his anticipation. He's able to beat, he's able to just, I mean, he gets off that snap count in a hurry and he's able to get, get to his man. And I mean, he just, he has all the upside and, and you know, all the upside, to be, you know, a potential starter in the NFL. So overall, I think that this is a name that we should pay attention to. It wouldn't surprise me from him being, a, you know, a third round prospect to being early second, maybe even late second round pick. So this is a good name to pay attention to.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia. He's six six. He weighs three hundred and fifty pounds, so he's just he's a gigantic guy. Just mm-hmm. huge, and I know he has been, you know, going up draft boards to, of a lot of teams as well.
2: Yeah, uh, I think with him, they've they've asked if if he can kick inside, right, and be a guard and whatnot. But I mean, when you when you look at when you look at it, now we see why Jig From stayed, right? He had Andrew yep. Andrew Thomas at his left on his, at his left tackle, and he had. Isaiah Wilson on his right tackle. So when and you look at when And you now look we at, know
1: why he left.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, still, I mean, that that's probably one of the best duels, you oh, know, yeah. yes. if you can actually like stop and look at it. But, I mean, he's just a, a uh, just a, a nasty run blocker. I mean, just full of power. Uh, I think that, that it's going to translate very well into the, into the pros. And you'll see him as an actual starter as well.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. For sure. Another name to keep an eye on is Alex Taylor out of South Carolina State. Man, he's he's a he's just shredder when he's blocking. He's better. He's more better. He's much better at his run blocking and pass blocking. But he he's a he's an absolute plower. He, he if you're in his way, he, he's getting you out of the way. I'm
2: gonna have to throw one more name in there. Uh, Ben Ben Barch. He's got a Saint John's. Overall, I mean, he has the that's the prototypical size. He's 6'5", 309 pounds. That's exactly what you want in a left tackle. Uh, the the I guess the overall ding in him was that's a D, a D three uh, prospect. But overall, when you look at him, I mean, he's just a nasty run blocker, and man, he is just he's just so explosive with his lower body. Uh, with him, he has he has great upside as well with this pass blocking, but with him. I mean, he literally is just mauling every defender that's coming at him. I mean, it looks like at, at times that could go against him because he just, you know, he loses his technique and he loses his – his. well, he doesn't really lose his balance because he has pretty good feet. So, overall, I mean, he's 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 just everything you'd want in a left tackle. The only knock on him – would be his that he's he played it at, at the d3 so the level of competition is is what's keeping him in in round three and, and lower but i w- i wouldn't i would not be surprised if he actually jumps up uh just because you know of the versatility of maybe even him potentially being an offensive guard so I, I think that's a that's a that's another name to keep an eye on
1: all right guys um any final thoughts before we get off
2: the air? um overall, I mean guys, th- this this year's draft it's gonna be loaded at the offensive line. Yes, it
0: is um, pretty good draft.
2: Yeah, you got Israel Cleveland out of Boise State, you know, the, those those are some other names to kinda of keep an eye out for. Um also Driscoll out of Auburn. So just it was just kinda of hard, but these are some these are just some some players here that we've been really keeping an eye on and seeing that they, they can actually be starters next year for your team. So just wanted to throw that in there. All right. So on Friday,
1: we are going to have a special guest. Uh, he is a former running back for Ball State, and he's actually also working on being a scout in the NFL. Uh, his name is Avery Bailey. So he'll be joining us on the show Friday.
0: Yes, Avery will be. he be with us on Friday. He was at the scouting Compound. He attended a few team. He he attended a few player workouts there. He said he was very impressed. So he's going to come on Friday and you know give us some insight on what he's saying at the scouting combine.
2: Not only that, but just the insight of playing, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> playing at the collegiate level, right? So yes, very excited about that guest. So guys, stay tuned.
1: All right, guys. Well that's gonna go and do it do it for the show tonight. Again, thank you for joining us on the East West football podcast and be safe and wash your hands.
0: Yes, indeed. Thank you guys. <laughs>
2: And live in a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success.
0: This is Unapologetically Bad.
2: An Electric Cast production.
0: See you there. Electric Cast. Hey there, I'm DC. I host The Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interview.
1: Electric ass.